won't hurt. WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. David Carr is the former NFL quarterback who now works for the NFL Network. He said Ben Roethlisberger is no longer a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, but he listed his crappy brother who plays for Oakland, Derek Carr. He said he's number four. What a dink. So let's compare David Carr to Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger played in three Super Bowls and won two. David Carr was a backup at one Super Bowl and never took a snap. Ben Roethlisberger is a six-time Pro Bowl selection. When it comes to Pro Bowls, Derek Carr is Mr. Blutarski. 0.0. David Carr was the first pick overall in 2002, but never started a game after his fifth year in the league. Ben Roethlisberger was the 11th pick overall in 2004. He started as a rookie and has started ever since. Ben Roethlisberger is eighth all-time in passing yards, David Carr is 151st. Ben Roethlisberger is ninth all-time in TD passes. David Carr is 174th. None of that is relevant to Ben Roethlisberger not making David Carr's top 10, but it does remind us to consider the source. David Carr has done nothing better than Ben Roethlisberger. But now, here and now, David Carr does something Ben Roethlisberger never did. Hey, David Carr, guess what? You just made the list! The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing Cont on a name you can trust. My guest right now just signed a new four-year contract with the Penguins. Uh, very well deserved. He is winger Brian Rust. Uh, Rusty, congratulations. Have you and Sid determined what restaurant you're going to celebrate at yet? And I still think he should pay. Uh, well, first of all, thank you. And um, in terms of the restaurant, I'm still not sure. I'm not sure if it's going to be a home restaurant or on the road or somewhere, but I'm sure we'll figure out where it'll be, but I do agree with you. I think he should pay, too. Yeah, don't let him go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> now, was there ever a doubt in your mind this deal would get done? You didn't hear about any snags. I'm I'm guessing the process was fairly easy. Yeah, um, it was a fairly smooth process. Um, we kind of just um, we uh, said what our side wanted, they said what their side wanted, and we came to a conclusion, and it all happened fairly quickly, and they wanted me to be around for a while, and I wanted to be for a while. So um, it was it was a good fit. Now, what's this deal say to you and about you? Because it's quite an investment on the part of the Penguins and shows a lot of faith, I think. Yeah, um, I agree. It shows that they have confidence in me, and over the past uh, three years they've, uh, they've seen something in me, and that confidence has kind of grown, and um, I do... Uh, I do have a lot of pride in that, and that's something that uh, I'm going to keep trying to uh, kind of prove them right. Now, you can play either wing and on any line. Talk about the pros and cons of that, Rusty, because it's good to be versatile, but, boy, you get moved all over the place. Yeah, uh, I guess the one major con was the uh, you don't get to um, develop all that chemistry over time with with certain line mates because there's guys who uh, stay together for kind of months on end or they're basically together together the entire season and uh i'm i'm usually bouncing around right to left but in uh in terms of good things i know it's um i know the uh the coaches like to have me around just to uh kind of just to have more options i guess and it um 
allows me to fill whatever role that I need to uh, fill. Well, there's always a job for a guy who can do any job, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Now, right wing seems to be your preferred wing. Uh, what are the difficulties you experience when you play on the left? Because I know some people don't think it's different, but it is pretty different, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's definitely a little bit different. Uh, just uh, just catching breakout passes, making breakout passes, uh, being on the forehand or on the backhand, and just uh, trying to adjust and attacking off of uh, one wing versus the other. There, there, there definitely are some adjustments, but um, I guess the more you have to make those adjust- those adjustments, the more comfortable you become. Yeah, you're certainly used to them by now, and uh, I-, I can't speak for the coaches, but I think you might have to make that adjustment on a more frequent basis because there's quite a glut at right wing on the Penguins. You know, Kessel, Hornquist, uh, Sprong coming up, a lot of quality too. Could you play on the left side full-time, uh, Rusty, and do you anticipate being asked to do that? Have they said anything in that regard? Um, I... I haven't really heard anything. Um, I definitely don't don't have a problem with it, and if that's uh, somewhere that I find myself uh, consistently, I'll definitely be able to make that adjustment and um, just kind of build on my game on that side. We're talking to Brian Rust of the Penguins here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Now, your speed gets you a lot of chances, Rusty. I, I saw you talking to one of the papers that you'd like to refine your finishing to maybe cash in a little more. How do you do that? How do you work on something like finishing? Uh, it's just doing those little skill drills in the summer, those little quick hands plays, uh, receiving passes and trying to get off shots quickly and, and put shots where you want them, shooting in stride, shooting at full speed, uh, things like that. I think uh, just uh, the more repetitions you can get, the more it helps. You have 10 goals in 11 career playoff elimination games. How do you account for that? I mean, that's an incredible record, a big reflection of your worth, Rusty, and I think it shows you can finish. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what I can... Uh, attribute that too, but I think it's just I like those pressure moments. I uh, I think uh, so those big uh, so those big games kind of bring out the best in me, and um, I like to say that I can uh, continue that moving forward. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it, goal scoring is goal scoring. I guess the circumstance. I don't know if it's clutch or coincidence, whatever. But you certainly do have a knack in that regard. Now, you've always been very fast, and in this case, you're a fast guy on a very fast team. But this past year. Did it feel like some of the other teams caught up to the Penguins in terms of speed? You know, it's a copycat league, and after you guys won the two cups, it seems like everybody wanted to get fast. Yeah, um, there were definitely some teams in the league that uh, that brought in some guys, brought in some younger guys who can skate and who can work hard and who bring that energy, the same type of game that I like to bring. But um, I do, I do, I do believe that speed is probably my biggest asset, and I continue to try and build on that. What do you guys do on the forecheck? Because it seems like you guys are so much more aggressive on the forecheck than most teams. You guys aren't really conservative at all, and that's regardless of the time of the game, right? Yeah, I think um, we we try and play the same way uh, regardless of the score. I think uh, we try and forecheck as a five-man unit, um, try and cause those turnovers with the first and second guy, and then get that third guy in there to get the puck, uh, create some space, and try and build the offense from there. How did you feel when Washington won the Stanley Cup? Because... You know, worthy winners to be sure, but they're a rival, and they eliminated the Penguins. Yeah, um, it definitely is never fun to uh, see a rival win the cup, um, and uh, just kind of watching that uh, fueled the fire a little bit more. I think uh, I think everyone on our team can say that that uh, we definitely like to get back there sooner, sooner rather than later. Well, I think if you do, you're going to have to go through them. I mean, 
I'm not discounting the other teams in the Metro Division, Rusty, but playing the Caps in the playoffs kind of seems like a yearly thing now, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, we've had uh, we've definitely had quite a rivalry going, and um, they're obviously a really good team, and we've been a good team. So I think uh, that just just makes for these games and, this, and these series that much more exciting. Did fatigue catch up with the Penguins at all this year? And and nobody likes to use excuses, but you guys played a heck of a lot of games over the past three years. Um. It may have. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure. But um, I think in order to win, you gotta be playing your best hockey at the right time. And I think uh, we were playing spurts of great hockey, but I don't think we were as as consistent as we could have been. And I think uh, you saw in Washington's game they were they were a little bit more consistent, and they kind of held that throughout the playoffs. So we would definitely like to bring that back to our game. Does this summer seem really long after winning those two cups in 16 and 17? Like you have so much more time on your hands? Yeah, it definitely seems quite a bit longer. At this time, uh, last summer I'd already been home for six weeks. It would have already been August 1st. So uh, it definitely is, definitely is a little bit different. But um, uh, definitely going to try and take advantage of the rest and uh, try, try and be a little bit better next year. Now, Connor Sherry and Matt Hunwick got traded today to Buffalo. Is it tough to see those guys go, especially Connor Sherry? Uh, you guys more or less came up together. Yeah, um, it is tough to see those guys go. Uh, they're both friends of mine. I knew Matt for a while, just um, being from the Michigan area. I always used to skate with him in the summers and such. And uh, and with Connor, it's uh, we were in Wilkes together. We started our pro career together. We came up together. Uh, we won together, so it is tough to see both those guys go, but... At the end of the day, hockey's a business, and I definitely wish wish all the, I wish both of them the best, and I think they'll do very well. And finally, uh, Rusty, you're 26. This will be your fourth year in the league coming up. You got this new deal. But are you the type of person who allows himself to feel established, per se? I got a feeling you won't relax too much. Yeah. Um, it. Uh, I guess it feels good, but I'm not satisfied. There's definitely, definitely room to build. There's definitely um, definitely a, a, a higher places to get, and I think that's always my goal. Um, this is definitely a real good step in the right direction, but uh, I'm just going to keep trying to build. Rusty, thank you so much for taking the time, and, and again, congratulations on the new deal. Very well-deserved, and we'll see you at training camp. I right, appreciate it. Thank you very much. That's Brian Rust of the Penguins. Four years, $3.5 million per year. That's not bad. That's more than I make. When I was 26, forget about it. I was getting paid like $75 a story at the Post-Gazette. Not to sound bitter. Uh, Pirate news. We told you really that Sean Rodriguez was on the disabled list, which is just a nice way of saying he sucks and isn't going to play for a while. Uh, The Post-Gazette, Bill Brick is reporting that Young Ho Gung will be shut down because of left wrist soreness, Director of Sports Medicine Todd Tomzik said. Uh, left wrist soreness. Now, that could be from, you know, doing those 16 on sake curls. Or aren't the Pirates just kind of jerking it in the first place? I mean, maybe that's what happened to Gunn. Uh, if you're just tuning in, Jack Johnson going to be a Penguin. Agree to five-year deal. We'll sign it when free agency opens on Sunday. And as you heard me talking about with Brian Ross, Sherry and Hunwick are now Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk more about it. we got Red Beach of White Snake at the bottom of the hour. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Dylan, how are you? We got the clap. 
can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. DX at 105.9. It's Double M on the X. If you're just tuning in, the Penguins have traded Matt Hunwick and Connor Sherry to Buffalo for a conditional draft pick in 2019. Maybe a fourth or maybe a third. If Sherry gets 20 goals or 40 points next season, it becomes a third. Or if Hunwick gets traded before the 19 draft, it becomes a third. But let's just say it's going to be a fourth. That's what I'd bet on. Although maybe Sherry could get 20. Anyway, I digress. After that deal, the Penguins agreed to a five-year deal with free agent defenseman Jack Johnson, who played for Columbus last year. Jason Mackey, the Post-Gazette, says Johnson's going to get between three and three and a half mil per year, and that's fine. That's about the right amount, maybe a bit high, but I just didn't want to pay Johnson more than Dumoulin Armada. That wouldn't make sense. Now, Johnson had a bad year last year with Columbus, but he's a good defenseman, physical, powerful skater, good instincts, decent on the puck, reads the play well and pinches well. The Penguins don't need Johnson to be as good as he was at his peak. The Penguins need Jack Johnson to get halfway back to his peak from what he was last year. That'll serve them very well as a bottom pair defenseman. So Hunwick and Sherry have moved on to Buffalo. Jack Johnson will sign a five-year contract with the Penguins when free agency opens on Sunday. After that, well, let's see what the Penguins' next step in player acquisition is. Trades, free agency, or whatever. Whatever makes Ruedel and Simone scratches, I am all for. Uh, I don't know what to say about Matt Hunwick, how to bid him adieu after his career here in Pittsburgh because, well, he didn't have much of a career in Pittsburgh. It's hard to reflect on what Hunwick did because he didn't do anything. I'm not sure he got a fair chance, but this is pro sports, and it's got nothing to do with fair. Hunwick for sure didn't cut the mustard when he was out there. The coaches decided very early in Hunwick's tenure here in Pittsburgh that he wasn't good enough. Mike Sullivan, the head coach, he didn't like Ian Cole. But after a while, Cole got in there instead of Hunwick. And that speaks terribly of Matt Hunwick. Connor Sherry peaked in 15-16 in his first season with the Penguins. His big moment was that overtime goal in Game 2 of that year's Stanley Cup Final against San Jose. That set piece on the faceoff. Sid to Latang to Sherry in the slot. Sherry earned his keep with the Penguins. His name is on the cup twice and He's very deserving of that. But his lack of size caught up with him. And what caught up with him even more is that he just didn't play well if he didn't play on Sid's line. Sherry couldn't grind in the bottom six. He was useless in that role. Sherry couldn't kill penalties. He wasn't good enough to be on the top power play. Sherry was just kind of fringe if he wasn't playing five-on-five with Sid. And that stopped being an option uh, last year. But I will say, I'd have played Sherry with Sid in these past playoffs instead of Simone, for sure. I'm curious to see who the Penguins get between now and the season. I think maybe just a depth winger, maybe a Kunitz, who knows. And I'm curious to see who plays with who, and especially who plays with Sid. Sid's right wing has to be either Hornquist or Russ, because it won't be Kessel. But what if Sid wants Simone, which he did in the playoffs, where does that leave Sprong in the minors? Wilkes-Barre. Bet that. But we got White Snake to worry about. 
Grab Beach of Oakmont and Whitesnake joins me next, the great guitar player. And then I'm headed to see Whitesnake, Foreigner, and the Jason Bond on Led Zeppelin evening out at Key Bank Pavilion. I have like five different sets of tickets. Going to be awesome. I'll move from seat to seat because I'm a big star. I'm going to see Whitesnake on this tour five times. One of my favorite bands ever, David Coverdale, never disappoints. You know who's in town Sunday at Mr. Small's in Millville? The Dead Boys. Well, kind of. The singer, ironically, died years ago, Stiv Baders. But they're doing a 40th anniversary tour with Cheetah Chrome on guitar, Johnny Blitz on drums, their originals. And the rest of the guys are reportedly from a Dead Boys tribute act. I can't believe there's a Dead Boys tribute act, but there's not anymore because they're all in the Dead Boys. The Dead Boys were a seminal, as they say, a seminal punk act in the late 70s. CBGB, Electric Banana, and all that. Sonic Reducer is perhaps the all-time classic punk song. And they got another great song called Caught with the Meat in Your Mouth. Swear to God, that's the title and the chorus, Caught with the Meat in Your Mouth. I believe it's an ode to a butcher shop. But for some reason, I bet it didn't get played on the radio very much back when. But up next, he's the best guitar player I know, and he's not nuts like Michael Schenker. From Whitesnake, it's Red Beach, right here on 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, big fan. Get a bunch of dorks, dinks, and twits. Is this Mark Madden? My mouth is watering just talking about it. The X at 105.9. My guest right now is the official guitar player of the Mark Madden Show. He is at Key Bank Pavilion, right between Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening and Foreigner from Oakmont and Whitesnake. He is Reb Beach. Reb, you've been in Whitesnake for 16 years now, which is longer than anybody ever not named David Coverdale. Did you see that coming back when you joined the band in 2002? Definitely not. No, I, because, <clears throat> you know, I would see guys dropping out like flies so <laughs> i figured definitely my day will come you know and there have been times where you know maybe i was close to uh to getting fired or whatever but um i'm a pretty easygoing guy and um try not to make any waves so you know and i, I think i have a strong voice so that really helps you know well no your work on on the vocals the backups is is is, is splendid but I want to backtrack. I don't think you've ever been close to, to getting the heave, ho, Reb. I mean, just the fact you've been there 16 years indicates that David likes working with you. Obviously, that's turned out to be a pretty good partnership. Yeah, I guess you're right. We are we're friends, you know. And I, I live with him basically. Like I live in his house and create <laughs> the music with him, and it's it's really something. <laughs> well, let's let's stay with that because White Snake have a new CD in the can called Flesh and Blood. But not won't come out till after the tour. Uh, what happened there? Well, we had some technical issues that uh, made it unable to make the window of having it out for this tour. <clears throat> and it makes a big difference when you get um, when you release an album and you do a big tour to support it. It just you sell a bunch more records, so it made more sense to release it next year and just do a world tour. Just you know, do the big one and go everywhere with a new album. Like last time when we did the purple tour for the purple album, that was really successful and it sold a lot of records. So we're going to try and just do that same thing next year. 
Now, this CD is the first time you've written much with David. What was that like? It was fast. It's, it's fast. <laughs> it happens in minutes. You know, he comes in, and he plays three chords, and you make suggestions, uh, and it's done in five minutes, you know, and then he goes off to the gym or, you know, goes and, you know, does his thing. But um, it's, it's not... It's it's a lot different than when me and Kip write, say. Right with with Winger, that that's a more uh, I don't want to say a more demanding process, but just a different process, right? Yeah, it's more complicated. You know, Whitesnake's an old blues band, and David just likes you know three chords and just basic rock. So um, you know, with a Winger thing, it's way more progressive, and you know, we take all day and put a thousand changes in it, and try and make it as impressive as possible but uh well that's because you got all those guys from the juilliard school like rod morgenstein is guys like that <laughs> rod morgenstein came to the show um and he actually, oh, what the white snake show yeah the white snake show in jones beach and hooked up with uh, tommy aldrich legend two legends in the same room and to hear them tell stories together was so wonderful they have been around a long time he was talking about seeing ozzy and um you know, because uh, Tommy Aldrich played with Ozzy for years. And just listening to the talk was great. Now, this tour is three acts, and White Snake is between Jason Bonham with the Zeppelin tribute and Foreigner. What are the pros and cons of that? Uh, you get bigger crowds, but you get less time on stage. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just an hour. I like it. You know, it's great. Because um, we just play the hits, and I like playing the hits because the people know all the songs and they sing along. But. The whole thing as a package really works. You know, you come in, and it's just all really good Led Zeppelin songs, so it's perfect to just warm people up, you know, and the guy they got singing is insane. Sounds right, for Bonham, like, he is great. He's, yeah, he sounds just like Robert Plant. Um, and then we do our thing with our songs, and David has never sounded better. You know, he really got it together for this tour. He lost all kinds of weight and took vocal lessons and vocal training and um, he was really on top of it, so he looks fabulous. You're going to love the show. I'm so glad you're coming. Now, what's it like following Bonham? Because it's a tribute band, but you still have to follow Stairway to Heaven, and that's kind of tough. <laughs> yeah, but people seem to dig it. You know, it's a different thing. They understand it's different. You know, um, you know, Dave, David Coverdale's a legend. Oh no, no, I'm not saying you guys have a tough time. It's just. It's weird when the opening act plays Stairway to Heaven. Oh, yeah. And they do it well. I know. Really well. I know they do. But it, it is a great triple bill. That's that's Foreigner, uh, Whitesnake, and Jason Bottoms Led Zeppelin Evening at Key Bank. I keep wanting to say Starlight, but it's Key Bank Pavilion in yeah. Burgettstown. Now, you mentioned Reb, and we're talking to Reb Beach, guitar player for Whitesnake. You mentioned that the set list is basically greatest hits. And I just want to comment, because we've talked about this off the air. <laughs> what is amazing is the longevity of Slow and Easy in Pittsburgh. DVE wow. still plays it. It gets a huge crowd pop. That song has had such legs here in Pittsburgh, hasn't it? It has, and I tell David every time we play Pittsburgh, you have to do Slow and Easy because there's a lot of times when we're not playing it. And uh, I'll beg him to do it because it's, a, it's, like a, it's always on in Pittsburgh. You always hear it, and people love that song. So, yeah, we're going to do that one for sure. Well, the, the whole set is the 1987 album and slide it in, basically, correct? Yeah. Well, you can't yeah, go I wrong there. So. Never, never thought about it, but yeah, can't go wrong. 
Now, uh, you, you mentioned that David's son's great, which is terrific news, and it's worth noting, he's really worked hard at taking care of his voice in the last 10 or so years, hasn't he? He had that one, I forget what year it was, but you guys toured with Scorpions, and yep. he had a couple crises on stage, but since then he's found ways to avoid those, hasn't he? Yeah, he quit drinking, um, which was huge, because um, he loves his wine, you know. Um, and so that really helps his voice, you know, for sure. And um, he uh, he eats just all healthy foods. He really does look fabulous. He's How old is he now? 60? 66, I think. Yeah, 66. Well, that's yeah. amazing. I won't look that good. Well, I won't be alive when I'm supposed to be 66, but, but he's done. He's, he, he's just done amazing. And, and since the last time White Snake toured Reb, David got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I, I was really happy about that. I'm sure you and the other guys were. He got in with Deep Purple. That's a really big deal for David, isn't it? Oh, yeah. He, he was very proud. Um, went with his wife and made a lovely speech and got all dressed up. And, you know, he, he puts that on his mantle. You know, really, really cool. Well, and deservedly cool. so. I mean, like, I know that guys still drop by. Like, Glenn Hughes has dropped by when you guys have played. Jimmy Page has dropped by. What are mm -hmm. some of the, the good stories from those guys dropping by? Because there have to be one or two. Not, I mean, Jimmy is a really laid-back guy. You know, he's very mellow. And, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't like when people make a big deal about him. You know, when people start taking pictures of him, he gets all freaked out. Um, so you got to just kind of play it cool with Jimmy, you know. I, I Stupidly, I went to Jimmy, and I was super, super nervous, and I didn't know um what to call him you know and i said uh so do i call you jim <laughs> he, <laughs> said, he said no <laughs> I said, okay okay so it's jimmy <laughs> right of course it was like this it was like going to robert plant and saying do i call you bob you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, and, and jim, has jimmy ever got up on stage to play with you or not or? not yet no but glenn hughes did and that was great. He played an old Deep Purple song, and he's still got a killer voice. He sings really high and, and kind of like, you know, Whitney Houston stuff, like super <laughs> high, <laughs> you know, scatting around. Well, well, basically, when you guys do Purple songs, you're doing the Glenn Hughes parts, correct? Yeah, that's true. Well, there yeah. you go. That, that's, a, that's, that's a good comparison if your voice is like Glenn's, which it very much is. Now, what's the latest on Winger? Uh, you're touring with White Snake, but you guys have a bunch of gigs every year. It seems it's like the '80s are never going to die, and thank God. Oh, I love it. Uh, you know, I love what I do. I'm so lucky to have this job. I really am. And you know, being on the road with White Snake is kind of even more fun because you get a nice bus. David has his own bus, and we have our own bus. Um, and then with Winger, we do fly dates which is kind of a pain, you know, being in airports all the time and 6 a.m. lobby calls and all that. But we're all such good friends that it's just fun hanging out together, you know, even if it's 6 in the morning. Um, but Winger's still doing shows, and, um, you know, it's like an old pair of jeans for me. I've been doing <laughs> it for so long, you know, just just standing next to Kip up there. It's kind of, I feel like that's where I belong, you know. Well, it really is amazing, Reb, that both bands you're in still sound so good. I mean, there's no going through the motions. There's no weak links. It, it, it really is quite incredible, isn't it? I, I'm really lucky to be in two bands with just the best musicians that, you know, money can buy. Well, I, don't, I don't know if it's luck. I think you're a big part of that equation, but I, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 
Now, 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 listen to this. I saw Randy Bachman last night. Bachman, actually. he uh, That's how he pronounces it in Cleveland. Bachman. He's Bachman, wow. correct. Like Jimmy, Jim, you know, Bachman, Bachman. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's 74, and he's still really good. Uh, as we mentioned, David, 66. Will Reb Beach still be up there on that stage in 10 or 15 years? Yeah, I'll probably be at Moondogs, you know. <laughs> or Jurgles. Yeah. yeah, Jurgles or Moondogs, sure. Yeah, but that's all right, right? Yeah, that's fine with me as long as I'm playing music and making enough to, you know, eat a Pop-Tart in the morning. <laughs> you, you know, I, al- I always live in fear when I ask this question. And actually, I was glad that the album got delayed because it does mean you guys will play next year. But when's David going to retire? I always think about that when I see White Snake, but every time I see him, I can see no reason why he should retire. I, he's just going to keep going. I, you know, when you talk to David, he's just, it's bang, 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 bang. You know, his brain is like no one else's. He's like Robin Williams, you know. He just and goes and goes and goes. He's the Energizer Bunny. Um, and. He loves the music. He he constantly has to create. He's a lot like Kip Winger in that way. Is that all he wants to do is write music and and be in the studio and and perform. And he's always got to be doing something. And he's always going to be that way. Um, you know, as long as uh, his voice holds out, he's going to be doing it. So we'll see. I mean, look, there there's the guy from uh, Starship. That guy's way older than David. Oh, Mickey Thomas. Yeah, he sings his butt off. Yeah, well, like I said, Backman was great last night. Look look at the Stones with Jagger. I, it, it is amazing that a lot of the rock stars from back when have, have quote-unquote, grown up to be what they saw. They're like, you know, Willie Dixon and, and, and the old blues guys, B.B. King. They've become that, playing into their 70s, and who knows, maybe their 80s by the time this is over. <laughs> it's great, yeah, if you can do it. Hats off to you. You know, I'll, I'll certainly be playing music. I can't do anything else, you know. That's the only thing I know how to do. Well, what I figure you could do, if David does retire, you could always imitate David. You could kind of take his place, either you or Devin. Yeah, yeah we all imitate David. Well, give us give us a little snippet. Give us a... Well, <laughs> darling, what, what would he say? I don't know. <laughs> Put me on the spot with a David thing. It, it, it is and, I, too- and I think... The thing is, I think, like, what if David hears this, you know? Oh, I know. I, but it's funny, too, because, like, I've told you and Devin, I used to think I did a pretty good David, and then yeah. you guys just blow me away, and I'm so intimidated. My David sucks now. I can't even try to do it. I'm embarrassed. Every night he texts us after the show and says, what a true honor to work with you all, darlings. Just fabulous, wonderful, wonderful show. <laughs> Um, you know, every night, you know, he pumps us up and thanks us for playing with us. He's really great to work for. No, no, he he is the best, and you know, just I uh, hope he can go on forever. Hey, Reb, this was great as always, and you know, I hate to break the news to you on radio, but I'm coming to five shows on this tour, so you're going to get sick oh. of me. Oh, great! Good for you, including um, including headlining in Vegas, correct? Yes, yes. Well, there you go. Expand the set list, and I'll be there to reap the benefit. Oh, great. Let's do dinner. Let's have dinner in Vegas. Absolutely. We'll, we'll definitely, I'll, I'll see you at, the, at Key Bank and we'll figure something out. Reb, seriously, great stuff. Can't wait to see you guys play. Uh, I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Mark. That is Reb Beach from Whitesnake at Key Bank with Foreigner and Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening. It's not time to ask Mark anything, Twitter version only.
Tweet me right now, at MarkMadnex. Ask Mark anything. It's time now to Ask Mark Anything, brought to you by Chipino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's finest seafood and chop house, so be sure to check out Chipino in the strip. And don't forget, try the Super Genius Burger. We open with a couple soccer questions. Who was better in his prime at Liverpool, Luis Suarez or Mohamed Salah? Well, Luis Suarez played three and a half seasons for Liverpool and was totally dominant. Mo Salah played just his past season, and it was his first year with Liverpool. But he scored 44 goals, which is the most ever in a season by a Liverpool player in the Premier League era. So I'd go with Suarez for his body of work, but maybe not for long. I think Mo is going to catch up pretty quick. That was from Kalsey. This one's from Wolf Trainer. Kia or Drago? A couple of Pittsburgh indoor soccer legends. Uh, Kia played for the Pittsburgh Stingers. Drago for the Pittsburgh Spirit. Uh, I'm going to go with Stan Terlecki. Kia and Drago weren't in his class or in Paul Child's class. But uh, Kia and Drago, two pretty good players. I think you just like their funny names. Rooster Jones. Who was the biggest a-hole you covered for the Steelers, Pens, Pirates, and Pitt? Well, to me, the key word there is covered. Tom Barrasso is, obviously, I spent more time around him than I care to remember. But I'm sure James Harrison is in the same class when it comes to being an a-hole. Lots of Steelers, really. I just never covered him. I covered Jason Kendall a bit with the Pirates, and believe me, he is right there, for sure. From Brett, where does Pantera rank and Dimebag rank in the metal world? Dimebag, of course, being uh, Dimebag Daryl Abbott, the guitar player for Pantera. His brother, the drummer, Vinnie Paul, uh, passed away uh, just about a week ago, and Dimebag, of course, was shot on stage a number of years back, just a total tragedy. But Pantera and Dime are both very overrated. That's kind of rotten to say in light of the events I just described, but Pantera and Dime are very overrated. From Dave, if you could punch one person in the face with no consequences, who would it be? Dave, here's the problem. If I said who that person would be, just saying that would have consequences. That is the world we live in. From Brandon, which is your favorite, cake, pie, or donuts? Now this, this is a great question because I like them all. Donuts are great. There's a great variety, and they're so convenient. So I would go with donuts by the thinnest of margins, but uh, donuts by a nose. Uh, You can get a dozen donuts, all different varieties, and they all taste great. And also, they're perfect with coffee. And why I don't have a Dunkin' Donuts endorsement after all that is beyond me. Jamie with a good question. Greta Van Fleet or Jason Bonham's tribute band? You can see only one. Who you got? Uh, That's a good question. I'd rather see Bonham's tribute band, and I'm going to tonight, because all those Led Zeppelin songs are very familiar and they're played very well. But I respect Greta Van Fleet and what they're doing more than what Jason Bonham is currently doing. Bonham's great, but he's just pretending to be his dad. He can put that symbol on his drum kit all he wants, and he's very good, but he's not his dad. John Bonham was indeed one of a kind. From Justin, 
What was your favorite match you got to call in WCW? I love doing all the Goldberg matches because he was serious. And I called him serious. It was like real. Goldberg was the real guy. Some of the stupid matches were just that stupid. Like Viagra on a pole. They hung Viagra off a pole on one of the ring posts. Shane Douglas against Billy Kidman. Whoever got the Viagra first got to take it and go in the Nitro Girls locker room because obviously they'd all swoon at the sight of a swollen member. I was not necessarily proud to be part of that. Well, back then I didn't care because they were paying me 3 k per week. But uh, matches like that, Viagra on a pull, gave me a chance to be funny and get myself over. Now the announcers are supposed to get the product over, not themselves. But what was I supposed to do when it was that stupid? When it was serious like Goldberg, I called it very serious. Stuffalophagus tweets, do you like playing craps when you go to a casino? Uh, shooting dice. I barely understand craps, the rules. But look around a casino next time you're at the rivers, meadows, or wherever. Look around a casino, and the people having the most fun are playing craps. So, yeah, I do play once in a while. Not very good. Don't win very much, but I do play. Another casino question, Bob. When you play blackjack, do you ever play any of the side games? Bob, every extra bet on a blackjack table is a sucker bet, including insurance. So, no, I never play any of those side bets. That's it for today. It was fun, but now it's over. And it's time to head to Key Bank Pavilion to see Foreigner. Jason Bonham's tribute band, and especially the mighty White Snake. I'm the Super Genius. Good talk. See you out there. You've been listening to 1059 The X.